Screw episode 100, never mind. <laughs> episode 200, forget Garbage. about it. Yeah. 400 in the future, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak to the future. 300, though. Yeah. It's a holiday. It's a holiday party. <laughs> you know, we should clear a couple of things up. You were still in the midst of a holiday party, and and I, I am very disappointed in all of your listeners who think that I was also participating in the holiday party at the same time, which says a lot about, I guess, how I conduct myself. You know, <laughs> that I sound that is drunk. that is interesting. So, so four years ago. Yeah. The day after the election, you and I recorded an episode, and I was uh, I was in the midst of a holiday party, mm-hmm. and I, I I perhaps I did you wrong. I you know maybe we should straighten this out before we get to current events. I, perhaps I owe you an apology. You owe me nothing. You owe me nothing. What had happened was that there had been an election that had not. Uh, Say the least, not turned out the way that we expected, and like a lot of people, we were a little bit fitful and needed to get some uh, get some ideas and emotions out. I and and uh, we did. And, I think if memory um, serves, you'd been up all night, kind of. Uh, well, up, up. You know, is a is a is a weird word. Okay. Like I was reclined, uh, probably you know, like with <laughs> your arm over the uh, arm of the couch. <laughs> I will. So, so going into this, I, I, and I, you know, you and I didn't talk extensively about having a, a, a redux holiday party, but, but, you know, it was on the table. We, we, you know, just enough, you know, like you and I get along well enough mm-hmm. and, and we know each other well enough that it's sort of like that, uh, that, uh, Michelangelo painting where, where God and Michael or Adam, whatever his name mm-hmm. is, are just, just a touch of a finger. You know what I mean? Just, like just a, the, the slightest yeah. touch. Yeah. Just the tip. Mm-hmm. You and I, you know, it's like it was on the table. Let's see. Um, but, but as with so many things, whether as rational as one likes to think one is, I, I still have, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, I, I have, <clears throat> a lot of my brain has, I think, been, the pathways have been a little bit rewired, and I have been superstitious about a lot of things. I, me too, and we I even, am We did not, not even, well, our fingertips touched. And we did not right. even to say need to say that we we're being superstitious because a superstitious person knows not to even mention that they're superstitious. Right, and a not superstitious person doesn't even want to admit yeah, that the superstition is creeping up. So, for example, on that front, I I have some very negative associations <laughs> with Mister Steve Kornacki. <laughs> Steve Steve Kornacki should come with a trigger warning. Now, for, for those who don't know, Steve Kornacki is is the uh, MSNBC um, personality who is in charge of their. This is I'm not making this up. Their, their big board, the big board. This is different from the magic the big wall. board, yeah. right? Uh, and he is sort of the funnel point between their decision desk. Now those are people who are off camera, right. uh, probably in a basement. Well, a there's a room. phrase. There's a phrase that we do, we don't use in journalism anymore. But let's just call it a wall. You get a wall between yeah. the advertisers, and there's those walls between advertisers, opinion, news, and in this case, there's there's somebody sitting in some kind of underground bunker, probably in a salt mine, somewhere in in the in the west, who will be the team that decides when a call is called, right? Is that kind of the rough idea? All right. Numbers come in, projections get made, and Kornacki is the interface 
to the public of what the network is going to going to say. And it's it, it was Kornacki who was delivering the news four years ago, where I knew. And I'm I'm a I'm a junkie on this, you know. I really am. I, I really I, I get. You're this watching stuff. webcams, right? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm the guy. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, for me on election night, it's sort of like being the baseball fan who's not even really watching the game. He's mostly watching. You know, you you come in, and you buy the scorebook, mm-hmm. and you take your pen and you're keeping score. The scorebook is more important to me than the game. You know, and I'm I'm watching it. And four years ago, I just. You know, Florida went bad, and it was like, ooh, and then they started talking about exit polls that were bad, and then North Carolina went bad, and then I, I just poured myself like a pint glass of vodka, and mm-hmm. you know, lights went out. Yeah, and like um, it, there was that funnel, though. You know, everything starts out with, you know, the, the, the world of dreams, and somebody just needs to get to 270, and as we've certainly seen over the last three, four days, you do get to a certain point where, and you know what, can we stop saying vote? Why don't we say ballots? Vote is not a plural noun. Stop doing that. But anyway, we've got to go find more vote. So there, there, <laughs> you remember, we talked about this last time, I think, but you get to like Michigan and that, you know, big funnel is suddenly getting more and more narrow. And you start, oh, Michigan, I don't know. It's not looking very good. And you give, oh, down to this county. And do you remember at one point, this is when I felt like when I was really just ready to get the pint glass, was when we finally got down to like, well, there's this, we think there might be one county with a few, like there may be a box of votes somewhere. And we were just clinging to hope the entire time as that funnel continued to narrow everywhere. And it must be said, on top of which, you know, sure, maybe we're idiots, but like I, the whole thing seems so implausible for a million reasons, including our friend at South by Southwest. There were so many reasons to think... <laughs> There were so many reasons to think that everything was going to be fine. And then it got narrower and narrower and narrower. And then, you know, like you say, uh, Kornak, he's the, uh, the khaki interface. He, he's the one who's going to bring that to us. And yeah. So I, I had it in mind. I, and I, you know, and as, you know, October was when it got real. Cause October, you know, the whole month of October was, hey, the election is coming. You know, this is when it went from, Ooh, I can't wait to try to vote this guy out to, mm-hmm. all right, here we are. And there, it there got ups real. And downs, ups and downs all along the way. And, you until know, the, I didn't have to make a certain letter was uh, right. posted. I, yeah. I, I, you don't have to make a reservation. You don't have to call up and get a ballroom. You know, you're not, you're not reserving anything. I'm just picking which channel I'm going to put on TV. Sure. But I started thinking, what am I going to do? Am I going to, am I going to do Kornacki or, you know, MSNBC like a big boy? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to, to go somewhere else because I got bad associations. And I, I, I'll I, tell you, like 2018, with the midterm election, I didn't watch MSNBC, and it was for that reason. I just I, I had a bad taste. And not that I hold it against him personally. It's, it's a bad taste. My wife, my beloved wife, when she was, I believe, around six or seven years old, had a spaghetti dinner. Oh, no. And... Uh, and uh, got a little bit touch of the food poisoning, perhaps. You know, it happens. You know, you're six. You know, you mm-hmm. get sick. And yeah, you she got filthy, sick. filthy fingers. Yeah, uh, hasn't had a taste for spaghetti with red sauce ever. Again. Is that a fact? That's oh, a fact. She, now, she, she, feel, she feels spaghetti. things very deeply. She's very intelligent. She's she's been to law yeah. school, but she does she feels things very deeply, in, in, including one must imagine feelings about spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. You. I mean, now uh, you could take one, like one time. John, I made. I had a, uh, my friends and I made a drink of. Uh, we had a handle. Of uh, Jack Daniels and a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew, and and that was the thing that we made into drinks and drank. And I could not even I could not see a label. 
I could not smell the smell. Of, I could not for years and years and years. This is basic human psychology. This thing made me very sad. I don't want to feel that feeling again. And now was it now was it the Mountain Dew that that uh, or the Jack Daniels that? It's the hope that kills you, but it's it's also. I mean, it's you know, the Mountain Dew. It was Mountain Dew. You, see, you, you blame you, them. You blame the Dew. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm not saying that that's what made you sick. I'm saying though that you couldn't go. So, for example, you could go to a movie theater. Yeah. You can order a Mountain Dew at the movie theater. You cannot order a, a 64 ounce. It's Jack also Daniels. why some relationships are so toxic. It's not yeah. that any. Well, sure, both people are assholes, but it's when you get two two differently polarized assholes that come together. You know, it's uh, they call it synergy, like a two plus two equals thirty five mm-hmm. kind of situation. You don't you don't want to yeah, mix but, those. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you eat a plate of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. You get you get a little ill afterwards. You feel bad in your your stomach. Maybe for the rest of your life, you never have a taste for spaghetti with red sauce. Now she'll eat spaghetti with like a, a garlic sauce. You know, like she'll have, a white she have sauce. an Alfredo or like a like sure. a primavera. Oh, she loves an Alfredo. Sure, loves okay. it. Okay, you know. that that's but, what uh, you know, do. I get it. Okay. Yeah, and she'll eat and she'll eat red sauce on say uh, any you know uh, rigatoni or uh, you know what have you you know that's anything so except the specific you know because you you have that association. That was Steve Kornacki for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, this year I thought, you know what? I'm putting on the big boy pants. No mm-hmm. superstition. Let's go with it. Let's yeah, let's go back. You know, it was you know you got You got to you got to face facts. I watched the MSNBC. I, I believe I watched for 72 hours. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, but it's you know, there's the uh, not not to beat this to death, but I've heard a lot of people talk about this, which was and I, you know something I put in our notes here to talk about is this ongoing equally unpleasant cocktail of anhedonia and madness that so many of us have felt. So like that night in 2016, um, I, I, it was so difficult to, there was a kind of cognitive dissonance or like certainly at least like an emotional kind of dissonance where you're saying, how is this happening? And by the time on this recent Tuesday night, as we record this, it's Friday, November 6th, uh, in the afternoon, John's time. Um, and, but there was that sense of like, Oh man, like, you know, I talked about this with my kid. I said, you know, here's the thing about Florida. There's a lot about Florida that's special. Believe me, I grew up there. It's America's Wang. But there are certain things that are special about Florida in an election, including that they have the early votes. They count the early votes early. There's all kinds of things. And basically what it came down to was, in one estimation I read, um, that basically Trump had to get Florida to win plus or minus, and that yeah. Biden would be nice to get Florida to win. But to take it even further down, the the as the, you know, there's all the pathways. There's some wonderful graphics for this. Like there's an interactive graphic on, uh, I want to say New York Times, where you can like see what different scenarios indicate. But what I said to her was, you know, here's the thing: if we we might know by seven o'clock if this thing's in the bag, um, where it, in, a, a situation in which they're able to say, okay, Florida is very much <laughs> too close to call, too early to call. But boy, if Florida looks good for Biden, it's not game over. But you know, it's basically if Trump's playing Gallagher, he's on his last dude. And so basically, if Biden <laughs> wins Florida, he's something like 90% likely to win. Not also because Florida is a bellwether for places like, you know, other southern states. If Trump wins Florida, it's only a one in three for the whole Shigilla, but that's still, it's a big difference. It's what there's a big right. difference between no and everything but no. And so there's- that's where hanging our hopes. And guess what? Kornacki's up there, he's looking real good. And it becomes clear it's not going to be Florida. And what does that do, John? Now I'm bringing up Piscetti all over the place. Yeah. Yep. Again? Exactly- again? Really? How is this even close? I feel like I'm taking right. crazy pills. 
it's there there was the easy way and there was the hard way and the the easy way was florida goes biden again not over over but literally almost impossible not just because of florida's 29 electoral votes but because if it's it's like this if then cascading if then statement of public sentiment and that's exactly why i knew to break out the pint glass of vodka so early four years ago was there were a couple of if then statements. And I I just remember North Carolina being it because North Carolina, and again, this year it looks like Trump's going to win North Carolina. We've recalibrated our thoughts on North Carolina, but uh, Obama had won it twice. It was sort of, we also still need to learn. There's more than one quote unquote Latino person. We we need to, that's, that (laughs) was the thing we're going to need to really sit with for a while. Right. <laughs> saying saying the Latino vote is a little bit like saying the plaid shirt group. Right. It's like it's they not the- really it's not it's not really super useful in terms of understanding that that group of folks and maybe it's a little bit insulting whether you're Latino or wear a plaid shirt. Not super useful. Right. And we it's- blew that a little bit and now we'll know that and hopefully we'll work on that. But yeah, that that's when the feelings start welling up and got a little tight right. and I had a feeling I very rarely have because of all my various disabilities as a person. As a human, I rarely feel like, oh my gosh, I wonder if I'm having a cardiac event. And I'd gotten right. several bloops on my watch to let me know that my heart was was a little bit uh, accelerated. But, you know, do, do, you, do you agree, though? I mean, that's there is that feeling of like, I cannot handle a here-we-go-again situation. I've been dreading oh. this for four years. My combination of anhedonia and madness is is really dragging me down emotionally. I would love tonight to be, the phrase that I wrote down here is, I uh, we could have really used a clean break. Clean break, decisive victory. No problems with being able to say these eight votes in this box shouldn't be counted. If it had been a decisive victory, we gave ourselves, it's like the Santa Lasso, it's the hope that kills you. That's what we were hoping for. And when it didn't happen, you can't help but be a little bummed. I, I've made some personal uh, changes this year. And hmm. one of them, is uh, I, I've gotten diligent about my email and I've stuck with it all year. And this is a big change, you know, from someone who's finished most years in the whole 10, 15, 20,000 unread emails. Uh, one of them is uh, I figured out I, I have to, and I, I'll name the company. I'll name them. It's, hmm. it's a company called Google. They, Google, they run it. Okay. They run a service called Gmail that I back uh, several of my email accounts from. And, uh, I'm thinking I need to move, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But the fact is, uh, every day I have about a grand total of very consistent, which is nice, about fifty to seventy spams a day. Hmm. In uh, these are in the spam. Will box. you be claiming your Bitcoin? Well, I need uh, <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, real I, tough I, enough for them to crack. But a lot of emojis also, and the word Bitcoin and the obviously not correct version of my name that's used in this particular email address. That's also they can't crack. No matter what I do, no matter who I add to my address book and what I flag as not spam, there's at least two to three non spams in my spam every day. So I go through every day. It it actually feels very nineteen like ninety nine, maybe two thousand one. Yeah, that feels very two thousand two. Back when you yeah. really you would get like in something like fast mail or um, spam sieve, you get a Bayesian thing going, but you still have to like check in to it, make sure you know. Yeah. 
All I'm saying is it, where I'm going with this is that uh, I, I eyeball all of my spam, about 50 to 60 spams a day. It's just part of my habit. I have it. It's it. I've ingrained it. It's like making coffee, right? Mm-hmm. It's I'm okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's but I like, fi- mm-hmm. I feel good about finding the ones that are in there. Uh, and, uh, Oh, you're like Oscar I've Schindler, found, but for male. That's cool. Some, yeah. Sometimes I find ones. It's a little freaky. Uh, and election day, Tuesday, I'm going through my spam, you know, and it, it, I don't know about you, but during the day on Tuesday, I found a lot of, uh, busy work (laughs) that needed to be done. Absolutely. Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll put a little bit of salsa on that taco. I found myself various times through this past week going, you're sending an email to me right now. Really? (laughs) You know, I, I, I make a lot of playlists. And I, uh, I rearranged the uh, dorm fridge here at my office. I, I find a lot of little projects to keep my hands busy and to keep the demon dogs at bay. Do, do you remember what you worked on on Tuesday? So your, well, your spam, your spam raking became your sort up. of Zen garden. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's where I'm going. Yeah. One, every once in a while, if you look at your spam every day, every once in a while, you get one with a subject that it makes you double take, right? Because it's not about mm-hmm. boner pills or, uh, oh, they send you a lot. Yeah, I don't know if you've looked at your spam lately, but boy, oh boy, you get a lot of offers for N- N95 masks. It's like, I'm, hey, I'm telling that, you this that, Bitcoin thing, payment verification. Yeah. I don't I don't know All why right. they think, and it's, it's, I don't know what, right. but like it's, yeah, I, I get a ton of that. I'll go look right now. So anyway, you're working on that. Yeah. Well, and one just jumps out at me. The subject was, will you have a heart attack, all caps, tonight? <laughs> Oh, and I thought Whoa. to myself, I thought to myself, what do you know? This could be a Blumhouse <laughs> film. That sounds like the beginning of a, of a very right. good low budget horror film. I I even clicked on that one just to double check that it wasn't some kind of uh, you know man from the future who who might know something I didn't know. <laughs> Come and with me I, if you want to live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Read this spam email. Uh, that's the only way. Okay. Oh, God. We've got to write this right. next strip. But here's one I got. Uh, looks like yesterday. <clears throat> this is uh, the, it's from, um, it's from, it's from the username is dribbling of urine. Um, it's dribbling of urine at option point dot buzz. And what they're saying here is uh, press this anus pressure point to shrink inflame prostate overnight. Yeah, that's a good one. The truth is out. They say for 5,000 years, the Chinese, oh, that's a little racist, have kept this acupressure trick locked and sealed. Boy, you see, see the best stuff. Did, and that gave it, did that, did, okay, now did that make you superstitious? Did you think, okay, is this future me? Is this like me with a strap on beard from a different time? But I can't let myself know that because I know I wouldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? You played that game. You have, you now, have a now, protocol with your wife about how to know whether you've been face offed. You must have oh. thought about, you must have thought about at various times, how would I convince myself from a different time that it's me? And I, I th- yeah. I think, I, I don't think you were at liberty to, to tell people that, Merlin. I think you just broke some of our OPSEC on. Oh, on no. Did I, did I break face off protocol? Well, you know, it's all right. I feel like our protocol okay, is. Okay. Well, maybe, uh, it's, it's maybe right. I have some questions for you right now because I have some concerns. Yeah. How much of the but day, anyway. how much of the day could you eat a peach? Don't overthink it. <laughs> Anyway, I watched the Kornacki. I watched MSNBC. Uh-huh. I got I got the bad feeling. Uh, so my friend uh, Ben Thompson and I do a show, uh, uh, the Dithering. We do it three nights a week, or you know, it's, we do it at 10 p.m. Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, my time. That's in the morning, Ben's time over there in uh, Taiwan, and then the show comes out. 
for listeners of the show on Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings. It's been great success. We have a lot of fun with it. 15 minutes an episode. But uh, it occurred to me last week, hadn't really thought about it. You know, this is our first year. We started this thing, I think, back around April or so. You know, and, and you, you you go through your year, your year has patterns. It just never really occurred to me. You know, you think about things like Christmas and, and other major holidays, you mm-hmm. know, like Thanksgiving. We're not going to record Thanksgiving night. You know, we're not going anywhere on Thanksgiving. I don't know if you heard there's a pandemic. Hmm. But uh, election night, what am I, What are we going to do? How do we record? And we th- and I said, to, I said, Ben, what do we do? What I mean, there's a very good chance that come 10 p.m. Eastern time, we all have literally have no idea. Uh, what? Who? Who's the winner? How do you do a show if you don't know the winner? And he's like, "Don't worry about it." This is, and that that seems to me like a John Gruber thing to say. It felt like Ben was stepping into the role that I would hmm. usually play, yeah. which is, "Don't worry about it; it'll all work out." Yeah. So we record right on time. Ben said, and I at ten o'clock at night, I'm starting to feel bad, and and this I was at a low point. And Ben was like, don't worry about it. It'll be good. We got so, it. So, so we, 10, we, 10 for you, 7 for me. That's relatively yeah. early unless, oh, we got the early. Flo- unless we got the Florida dunk, which we didn't So get. Florida was Florida had already gone south, right? <sighs> bad, real bad. And, and maybe the only saving grace was that it was this whole big demographic shift in South Florida mm-hmm. from Cuban-Americans and other uh, Latin Americans, uh, Latinos, uh, right, but when you're, when you're waiting for the pol- or the um, polling locations to close in the central time zone part of the t- panhandle, that's not going to be your richest source of big wins for mm. Mr. Biden. Well, we, as somebody who's from yeah. who's lived in Tallahassee, I'm just I, I, so, I, I, I've been to Wakulla County, and I have a pretty good idea how that's going. <laughs> Don't you love? Do you love? I love as a, as a citizen of this great nation. I mm-hmm. love. How every four years you learn some great county names. I, I don't. I, so first I, of all, I, ne- I, I never think about DeKalb County, Georgia. I would call it DeKalb County, but now of course right. I know that because you got you John King DeKalb. up there, and John, John King. You know, I don't know. If I, I, he's he's really good at what he does, but boy, he he just seems he seems a little bit annoyed all the time. He's got to yeah. go over it again and again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I love seeing all this blue on there, but that's okay. All right, all right. Pump the brakes, right. John. I'm going to tell you who John King is. I learned so much about geography. I'm no Kornacki. Kornacki, man, as we stipulated four years ago. The man, the man's a monster. That arithmetic, arithmetic alone, let alone uh, geography. Michael, I mean, I don't know how he does it and stays so cheerful. John King is the CNN Kornacki. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. here's the difference. John King is on TV all the time. The other... 364 days a year. Yeah. He's, the other he's been three a White years. House uh, White House reporter correspondent. I feel like Jesus yeah. Christ was a corporal. Maybe the Clinton. Kornacki. I don't know what the hell Kornacki does between elections. I'm sure whatever yeah. he does, he earns every penny of it. But mm-hmm. Kornacki, this is this is what Kornacki was born to do. He's, he's, John he's, he's King, deployed. He's best deployed. Sometimes he sits in. Like when that one, uh, what's his name? The dingling guy uh, got fired from MSNBC. Kornacki uh, uh, did yeah. a great job sitting in for him for a while. But no, I think they mostly keep him in, in some kind of like what we do in Shadows Coffin, Mothballs. They, but they deploy Kornacki very – they unleash the Kornacki. They, they've got to deploy him very carefully. You know, he's, he's like a gremlin, you know. Who, who is that dingling who got fired? That was uh, – was that uh, uh, Chris, Chris Matthews? Chris Matthews. Yeah. Chris Matthews. Yeah, that's right. Chris and, Matthews and he, who like has always had outstanding Fred Willard energy. Oh, he, he's got I that always, very – yeah. 
So I always wanted to love Chris Matthews because Chris Matthews is from the Philadelphia area and he oh. talks like a Philly guy and he knows the Philly local poly. He would have been so great if he hadn't been such a dingling. Yeah. I know. This would have been his year. So uh, anybody who wants to keep dunking on Chris, Chris Matthews, just know that Chris Matthews knows yeah. that this year, when it all came down to the Philadelphia area, the city, and the region, mm-hmm. this was his year. This was the year Chris Matthews was meant to be on TV, and he dinglinged it up real good. <laughs> you dunk on Matthews too hard, he's, he's going he's gonna to throw a D battery at you. That's where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Pete Rose. Ow. Ow. John King from CNN. Mm-hmm. I think he's all right at his day-to-day job. Not a big CNN guy, me. I'm not really a cable news guy, to tell you the truth. But uh, uh, that's like saying you're not really a doctor's office guy. But it's like, when no, John nobody wants to be there, but well, like you say that, when you you're know what? called, <laughs> and you know what? That's not bad because the and then uh, you know you know our good friend Mike Davidson. He's he's uh, got a luxurious beard, by the way. Uh, really, right up there with Letterman. Letterman and Mike Davidson, uh, neck and neck for uh, Trump era beard growth. Um, but Mike Davidson had a quote the other night. I don't, it might have been Wednesday night. You know, literally twenty four hours. You know, into this. Uh, and he was at one point at NBC, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. was at a startup. He's like that new, got he's acquired. news guy. He's startup guy. Yeah. And I know this a bunch tweet- of people from when he was at NBC, and now, like for example, Tiff is now working at the New York Times yeah. doing graphic stuff. But that's a fun yeah. group to have drinks with. The, the 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 tweet was basically I'll paraphrase because I'm not going to bother to look it up. But the tweet mm-hmm. was basically, "Hey, you know how you're watching cable news nonstop right now? Just know that millions of your fellow Americans watch this all day, every day." <laughs> I've been I've been through it. I had to really make at the strong advising of my shrink. I really had to cut back because I was all the way in on the Rachel Maddow. Like we had to throw out the script tonight. Oh, what's going on with Rush the craziest. And like, I was, I was there like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." because, because why? Because what we know about cognitive biases, which is that in order for me to not feel like I'm taking crazy pills, I have to hear somebody say out loud the things that are in my brain. Is that wholesome? In the end, it was not wholesome. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but as I told you this morning, one reason you need to catch me up in a minute on what's happening right now, because I'm, as I talked to my shrink this morning, he's like, you still staying off social media? I'm like, um, I could say yes, <laughs> but you know, I think the evidence <laughs> is out there that I'm not doing the best job at that right now. Um, but, uh, so, so, uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And this is, this could get us into a million different things about what we each feed our brain with. All day yeah. long. And like if when we sit here going, I, I, I still can't believe, like I said to my family over and over, there's two things I say over and over. I can't believe, I say, I, say I, I just want him to be sad. I don't want him to go to jail. Everybody wants him to go to jail. I just want Donald Trump to be sad. That's all I care about. I want him, I want him to be sad and I want, to, I want to not feel crazy about what I think I understand in the world. And of course, the irony is that over on the other side, all of the other sides, everybody else is also thinking the same thing. All those people outside praying and bowing in red hats in front of the the vote count last night. Did you see that the video of that? Yeah, I did. That down in Arizona, right? Holy mackerel. If that's not a cult, it'll do for now. But they're thinking the same thing. It's just about a different thing from a different POV. We're all wondering why everybody, we feel crazy because everybody else seems crazy. And it's never been clearer that that's not going away anytime soon. All right, let's take a break. Oh, yeah. And... Oh, uh, let me thank our first sponsor. It's our good friends at Mac Weldon. 
Is this a bit? This is not a bit. This is legit. This is on the schedule. This this is out of my doing. Look, Mac, it's a premium. All right, it's a premium men's essential brand. Uh-huh. They believe in smart designs, quality fabrics. They sell things: underwear, socks, hoodies, underwear, polos. I think I said underwear twice, but that's what they started with. Yeah. Active shorts. I don't even know what the difference between inactive shorts and active shorts are. But, yeah, but it's they also good say that stuff. thing where they say it's going to be the best underwear, socks, and hoodies, uh-huh. and more. I would I would love a pass at that edit. Because I think it elides the fact that their stuff is actually insanely great. I am wearing three articles of Mac Weldon right now. I, you, John. I love it. I Huge love fan. Huge fan. I love their undershirts. Don't sell past the clothes. You've got the don't. stuff. You've got the stuff. You don't need to say and more. They got the underpants you want. They got the shirts you want. Why are we still talking about this? Do you ever do you ever make a common sense realization later in life? And it's the dumbest thing, but you realize that you'll never get those decades back. Mm-hmm. For me, mm. it's the idea of the V-neck undershirt. Interesting. Because, because do you wear a necktie most of the time you go out? Let's say you and the lady are in a family. Maybe you're yeah. going out to a nicer dinner. You know, or you I got to do as they say, rib. a hit on cable news. Or I want to yeah, be photographed exactly. in front of a flag for a Twitter icon. I'm going to put, put a necktie, it, sure. Well, see, not in my day to day, though, John. My feet don't fit into shoes anymore. A lot has I'm, happened. Collared shirt, top button undone. Yeah, that's me. I'm not putting that. Top, I'm not buttoning that top button. Mm-mm, mm-mm. What do you put underneath? You put a regular t-shirt on. You got the t-shirt sticking up over the shirt. You put a V-neck t-shirt on. That's what the V-neck is for. I don't know. I wait I a minute. Never... Wait a minute. That's what the V-neck is for. Yeah, the V-neck is so that you can wear a collared shirt. You undo the top button like a normal human being who's not a poindexter, and you don't see an undershirt underneath. So you're telling me I wear one of my normal uh, crew-neck 18-hour tees that I get from Mack Weldon. I wear that with a crew-neck. I'm looking like Stork from Animal House. You're telling me— You look all right. Um, get a V-neck. Well, you're sweet. I, 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 well, I get a V-neck, and now I can have that top button open. I leave that open for Elijah, you and look I'm going like to look a, good is what you're telling me. You look like a cool guy who doesn't even need an undershirt. I, I, I never think of myself as a V-neck guy, and now I wonder. Yeah, because nobody see. I wear the V-neck undershirts uh-huh. when you're never going to see it. It's because I got it. It's a literal undershirt. Anyway, okay. they've got those. I swear by them. They are fantastic. Also, swear to God, the V-neck. I've been wearing these V-neck undershirts from them for years since you've been hearing me talk about Mac Weldon. They all look brand new. I don't know how that's possible because uh, in theory, the reason I'm wearing an undershirt is I tend to destroy them. <laughs> well, and yeah, you get those yellow pits, but but, el- but the other thing we learned about, you know, from, uh, from Chris Anderson, you get what's called the long tail. I love the ability to tuck in that shirt and have it stay tucked. It's not cute. Oh. It doesn't need to be its own whole brand. No offense. In this case, you buy a t-shirt like a gentleman you put it on, you tuck it in, it's not going anywhere. V or crew. No. Yeah. Yeah, you get your pre- Anyway, I but I blew decades of my life thinking I was not a crew. Uh, the thing is, John, John, there's things we know and there's things that we know, no. So like no. when people say to you, like, oh, yo, when your wife bugs you about, you know, replacing the timing belt, because it'd be real expensive if it breaks. You know that's true, but it isn't until it breaks you go, you know, no, that's true. And to me, that sounds like your V-neck revelation. Yeah. Yeah. Just great stuff. They've mm-hmm. got uh, advanced technology fabrics. I don't know what anything about fabric technology, but they, you know, the air knit X, dry near, warm knit, uh, silver. Oh, the silver stuff. That's our friend Marco loves it because you can get sweaty as hell and it doesn't make you stink. It's good stuff. They're not, they're not, oh, I'm full wearing of it. that. It's I think great. it's called the, the warm. I'm wearing the kind of, I don't want to say waffle knit. I don't know if that's a brand name. Oh. I'm wearing their, um, their, their black waffle knit shirt 
right now over a Daring Fireball shirt because I'm that guy. But I also yeah. have some other items of Mac Weldon around right now. Also, I just got, I forget what the, I, I don't have it handy, but I got their, uh, it's a, uh, a zip up hoodie. Oh, the Ace, the Ace hoodie? Yeah, and it's thin. I've been looking for something like this forever. Mac Weldon has it. What I want, I don't, I, I don't necessarily want it to go out in cold weather. What I want is when I'm in the house mm-hmm. and, and it's getting chilly yes. and I just need something, I need another layer in the house. That's, mm-hmm. I, it's the greatest, and it's super nice. My son has had one for over a year. He's like, why didn't you get one? And My like, family always uh, steals mine. Um, famously, I think in a lot of people I know, you get a, you get some garments. My, my daughter's basically stolen all of my clothing at this point because she's huge. She's very, very, very statuesque. And no, but I, my, they just disappear. I put it on a hook. I put it on a, on a hanger. I put it somewhere. And then I might, it's like, it's like the good scissors. I might find it later. Oh, the scissors. Oh, anyway. So many similarities between our families, Marilyn. Ah, I cannot keep a a scissors. It's really, it's a shame. But you, you like to be cozy. Uh, You're in a cold climb. You'll put on on a hoodie. Now, what, what about on your feet? Do you get chilly down there? Oh, the feet. Let me hold that thought. Let me just tell you the last. I just got. I I just want to fulfill some obligations here. They've got a. uh, Mm -hmm. They've got a a loyalty probe program yes. level one free shipping for life once you get to level two all you have to do to get to level two by the way is spend 200 bucks and then you get 20 percent off every order for the next year that's just fantastic level one free shipping for life level two 200 bucks of spending gets you 20 percent off everything else for the next year they have a guarantee uh if you don't like your first pair of underwear you can just keep it i mean who wants underwear back frankly but it's, you know, you I, it's a, I'm sorry, John. I and they'll you send you bit. your money back. It's a shame back. we have to say that. It's a shame money. you have to say they, they don't want the underwear back. Because what money, are they going to do with it? Money you might want back. Underwear, yeah. they don't want it back. But they're so confident. Anyway, uh-huh. 20% off your first order. Go to MacWeldon.com. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Slash talk show. And it, the promo code is the same thing. Just talk show. And that gets you 20% off your first order, MacWeldon.com slash talk show, code talk show. And that gets us to, you want to call this the continuation of the sponsorship? You want to call it content? I don't care. Yeah. It gets us to the important thing, and that's the slippers. And you and I, we, we, we never screwed, quite- we screwed, up, we screwed up so bad by talking about these goddamn slippers. We blew it by, <laughs> by mentioning to other people how good these slippers are. We blew it because we talked about it on an episode of your podcast, the talk show. And then, uh, and then what happened, John? They sold out they and sold we couldn't out. get them. And I didn't months, have months. It's I didn't have years. A, it's probably years at this point. I didn't have a spare pair. <laughs> and can't, can't guess pair. what happened in 2020? I never needed anything but slippers. I wore the damn things out. I haven't worn anything all year except for Mack Weldon slippers. And when it got warm enough, some flip-flops, uh, and, and now I'm back to the slippers. They're worn out, but I've been, I, they, they came back into stock. The Mack we had, Weldon we had, slipper. we had an exchange because I received a, uh, forgive me. I don't know the person. I forget who said this, but somebody on Twitter said, Hey, FYI, the slippers are back in stock. And I immediately, I, I, I ran my daughter over and I ran straight to the computer to text you and say, John, it's go time. Turn your key, sir. They're back in stock. They're back in stock. And then what, what did you see? You said you just learned the same thing. <laughs> I, I ordered, I've already gotten two pairs. Now I opened mine. Oh, okay. I, didn't I was, was going to open mine on the air. Yeah. Well, you, I heard you do it. I've been saving them knowing this is eventually coming. I opened them just to examine them, just to make sure it was all right. All right. 
Let's see here. I got a, I got a utility knife. I'm cutting. Open. You know, they say you can pull on the ripcord. I don't like that. I don't like that. It, it feels sloppy to me. Oh, look at these. I tried a different color this time. I think uh, these are called charcoal I got. Oh, look oh, at that. Some... They're in a bag and a bag. I love a bag. and a... Oh, look at that bag. And then I got, I got them here. You could take that bag. You could put that bag right in a suitcase. You know what I mean? You know, if you if, if you don't like the bag, you keep it. <laughs> and they, uh, oh, anyway, I'm I'm doing it right now. Right now, as we speak on the air, I've I've just taken off my old my old slippers. I've got my brand new ones. Mint oh, condition. John, this feels important. Hmm. All right, here they go. Now, here's the thing. Here's why yeah. I like the Mack Weldon slipper. Mm-hmm. They've got a back, a back on the heel. Now it's not. If you want to be one of those monsters that wears them like a scuff, you can do that. Or you could have some dignity and and wear slippers with the back up. But there, I, thing is, I had to berate my statuesque daughter because she wore them to the park one time. Look at these. Oh, they're so handsome. And John, you know what I love? (laughs) These are inside shoes. These are inside shoes. I only wear these inside. That's the thing. I might like go to the garage to get toilet paper. One of those occasions where my sweatpants fall down around my ankles, but 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 the Mack Weldon charcoal slipper stand. Oh, these are handsome, but they're rugged. That's the thing. Oh, it's not insubstantial. They're, they're closer to a shoe in terms yeah. of in terms of structure. If you needed to run out, if somebody if you had them on, you're in the house, and something happened, you need to leave. You you could leave. And it would be hours, like some kind of family emergency type situation. Oh, you're or, saying you know. Nicolas Cage breaks in. You're John I mean, Travolta. Or whatever. I see. It okay. would. It might be. It, you wouldn't realize until the incident was over. Holy crap! I left with my slippers on, as opposed to a typical slipper. As soon as you leave the house, it would be like leaving without your pants. How, how like, great? Oh. How great is your running in flip flops, John? Be honest. Oh, in flip flops, I wouldn't run. See that? That's no. it's. It, I'm too old. I can't take a fall at this age. Oh my God, we're so brittle. Hollow bones. Yeah. Oh, I've got these new slippers on. I've been saving them. Now we we never really officially. This is another one of those things where 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 we just sort of the fingertips touched. We didn't. We didn't need. We didn't to need say, to have a lot of exchanges about this. I think we it, could just know through through intuition. It's it's time. Now, what would we have done if the election had turned out bad again? Would we have? Would we still have done slippers? <laughs> Let's not get over our skis here. It's still pretty early. <laughs> I'm not sure. This is oh, something God. that didn't See, quite. This is add how up. they get you. <laughs> I'm not sure that this added up. In my mind, it was like, well, Biden is, seems like he's going to win. We'll do another show, and we'll we'll put new slippers on. Yeah. Well, I mean, all it, it, it didn't need to be said. It was it was <sighs> intuitively obvious. I, can I just tell you now? Yeah. I, I'm telling you right now. These I don't want to uh, malign them. I, I'm I love these slippers. I want every. I want to sell. I want them because I've already stocked up myself. So it's a okay. Mm-hmm. Go buy as many pairs as you want. You're not robbing me of them. I'm I'm set for the for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't want to imply that their slippers don't last. What I'm saying is I wore the hell out of these slippers in the time since I bought them. I mean, I, I'm very satisfied well, you're, you're with the using wear and tear. Them. It's like right. I say about the Apple TV. It works great as long as you never use it. If you're using the slippers, there will be wear and tear. This is not a problem with Mac or Weldon. It's uh, it's just that you 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 love them so much, you love them too much. It's like a like a beloved, you know, uh, uh you know, like a stuffy, and and, and when you want fresh ones. When I'm working, when I'm writing, when the, when well, the juices are working, flowing and the, yeah. and the words are coming out, mm-hmm. I'm on the balls of my. I'm, I'm I sit. I don't have a standing desk. You know, mm-hmm. come on, come on. 
I'm adult. on the balls of my feet, though. I sit <laughs> get forward. a heart attack like a man. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're quote unquote working, yeah. Ah, but I might be, it might look like I'm sitting and I am oh. sitting, but I'm on the balls of my feet and my feet are moving. You know, I'm, I'm wearing the slippers down as, kind of, as kind of I sit. sitting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, when I, when, when I'm writing, I think I'm not quite sure what I look like, but I think when it's really going, I, I might sit there and be in the flow for a full 45 minutes, but not, if somebody were observing me, they would say, that's a man who needs to go to the bathroom. Oh, I see that there's a kind of urgency that you haven't acknowledged. A nervous yet. energy, yes, right? It's coming out. Yes. Right? I know. It's I, know I know. I know the feeling. I used to write. I understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could, you know, it's hard on slippers. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's an occupational hazard. You know, um, what, what his lungs you know. were to my grandfather, the coal miner, the slippers <laughs> are t- to me. My father, who was in Korea. <laughs> 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 oh, it's okay, Dad. I hope he's looking down and enjoying my sophisticated contextual take on oh. poop and boner jokes. Uh, is it? So anyway. I got to get you out of this spot. Are, are you gonna? Are you gonna bring me? Because we can't go all day today. No, are you gonna no. bring me up to speed on where we are now? I was talking to my well, shrink where about are. social media. Bring me up to speed as of twelve uh, twelve p.m. Pacific time on Friday, November sixth. Where are we right now? You're feeling good, but like, tell me what's still on the table. No, no, I'm, it's a lock. It's done. Oh, bu- come on! I'm telling you, I'm, I'm Merlin. I'm come not trying on. to spoil anything. I'm telling you, the networks, the networks are only being—they're gracious. They're more gracious than me. It's all over. It's over. And partly because if you call this too early, and then you have to like, like that's what Fox is dealing with now. Is they they got in front of this? I guess decision desk. Uh, HQ is now saying that, but this is your bit. Tell, tell me where, tell me where we are now. Here's where we are. It. Here's okay. where we are. In the, none of this is official, by the way. I mean, you could, you know, what's what's the reddest state in in the country? I don't know, Arkansas, maybe Mississippi, Alabama, one of those states. You know, where mm-hmm. where Trump won by thirty or forty percent, and and maybe you know you could take some blue states. You know, uh, you know, you're we, New we've known we've known all along this would come down to. A handful of states. Uh, BBC None did, of those are official, right? Uh, the no. New Jersey, uh, well, Biden was up by... official until the, the right. results are certified, but right. I have found but. some solace in a BBC graphic that's been going around, which was to say, for this person to win, they will need, in this case, let's say the, the, the vice president is going to need two of these states or Pennsylvania. And for the current president, it was that I think he was going to need two or three of these states and Pennsylvania. Right. And he's not going to get Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania, even though there are votes still to be counted, the official tally already has Joe Biden in the lead and the votes, votes coming to be in counted, very much. And we learned this from Kornacki, the votes coming in, are they're much all in his, favor. in his favor, decidedly preposterously so. And, and there are people who aren't paying attention who think, well, that sounds crooked. And it has nothing to do with crookedness. It has to do with the fact that people who uh, listened to the president and did what he told them to do, voted in person instead of using uh, mail-in ballots, and um, people who didn't believe a word out of his mouth and were genuinely concerned about uh, this the the epidemiological aspects of leaving and going in person and and trusted the state that, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we've got mail-in balloting. This is the first presidential election where the state of Pennsylvania had it. They did this. But Brand new, the yeah. laws of Pennsylvania 
They've had absentee before, but this is their first. Absentee, but not mail-in ballot. Right. And the laws were such that uh, they can take the envelopes, um, stack them in a box, but they can't start, couldn't start opening them until yeah, 7 a.m. Can I just mention one more thing here? Because I think, it's, I think it's salient to this point. And of course, as we all know, once everything starts seeming related, that's when you know that you're crazy. Why are we so bad at COVID? There's a million reasons we're bad at COVID. But one of the reasons we're bad at COVID is America hates subtlety. And mm. one bit of subtlety that's valuable, and I think anybody with any sense goes, wow, there's real different things going on in real different places. Here's some other, more subtleties that suck. Deaths, lag cases in a way that can right. be tracked. We know that this particular uh, county with this particular makeup is going to have a very different thing. I'm just saying that like, one reason we, we suck at COVID is there's not one COVID. There's also not yeah. one election. We like to say there's one election, but there's a lot of different elections. It's something that is controlled at a state and lower level. But on top of all of that, and I learned this from our board, Kornacki, is, is that the way the votes are counted the order in which, well, first of all, the kinds of votes. Obviously, you've got some in person. You've got you got the early late and the late earlies. You've got the mail ins. You've got the overseas uh, ones. But every part of what's making this so frustrating for everybody, I think, understandably, is the order in which those votes are counted differs, especially from state to state. So if you count in person uh, in in one of the Western states, a red state early, well, yeah, that's going to look like a huge, what they call, I guess, a red mirage. It's going to look like things are great for Trump. When the later votes come in that we're mail-in, especially in a case like Pennsylvania, well, guess what? That turns around. But that's not the same everywhere. Georgia no. does a different, you know, I think, don't, don't you think that's part of what makes people crazy is not understanding yeah. which kinds of votes are being counted yeah. tonight? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, it feels, and it feels fishy because how could, how could our big wet boy lose such a, a 600,000 vote, quote unquote, lead? And like a lot of people have said, you know, I'm not into sports ball like you are. But I mean, it's a little like saying like, you know, in the same way that the, that the president likes to say, well, if you don't count New York, COVID went great. And again, uh, it's sort of like saying, well, you know, um, the first the, the first two innings were very positive for our team. So why would we finish the game? Yeah. Think about it. Imagine uh, uh you know, you're shooting, uh, you're playing basketball, and mm-hmm. and the rules are such that uh, your your whole school can play the game, but the rules are such that we're going to play. Uh, your team only gets to uh, have the ninth graders come out for the first half, and then in the second half, you can have the seniors and the juniors come out. Well, they're a lot better at basketball. And you're you have Mariano score... Rivera come out yeah. in the first inning, but for some reason, he's playing shortstop, and no one knows yeah. why. You know, it's it, it, there's nothing crooked about it. They knew it was going to happen, and now that Biden already has the lead as we record, it, there's no it's no mathematical chance they can call it. It's it, they might have called it while we're while we're recording this show officially. As we're recording right agencies. now, it looks like there was a Georgia Secretary of State thing. I'm sorry, I'm not letting you finish. Tell, tell me, no, that's tell me, okay. You you're confident. I want, confident. I want to know what is the basis. Not that I disagree. I, I want to be cheered up here. What is the basis for your confidence? momentarily for the sake of our of your audience let's set aside yeah the utter conflagration we will be going through for the next 60 right. weeks let's set so that the, aside what makes you feel good right now on november 6th so uh, i feel great because the states that have already been called by every every single news organization up and down the political spectrum have biden at over 200 like 253 uh electoral votes you need 270 to win pennsylvania is worth 20 uh He's taken, as of this morning, the official count has him in the lead. Most of the votes that are left are mail-in votes that have been running uh, 80 to 20 
give or take, in Biden's favor. In other words, four out of every five of these are for Biden, one out of every five and for Trump. This and is, this is different. So there's a part of you that, that thinks, well, I mean, like, I know enough about this kind of stuff to say, well, just because you got heads four times in a row does not mean that you will get heads 17,000 times in a row. But if you're getting, as, as uh, our boy Steve says, you're getting 13,000 uh, votes counted roughly per hour, and that trend line, the percentage of how that's going actually continues to go up along the way. That's a pretty good indication. And Agile, right, they call this yesterday's weather. Like if it was 60 degrees yesterday, <laughs> it's not going to be 50,000 degrees tomorrow. <laughs> it, uh, I agree. Uh, so anyway, Pennsylvania is, it, 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 it's a lock. It is, it, it has, if you knew what to look at, and it, <laughs> I felt certain. It's a shoe in. Oh, that's a big it's a shoe. Sh- I felt, I felt uh, like Pennsylvania was a lock for a while. Joe Biden is a very superstitious politician. He's been in politics. I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, somebody has told me numerous times he's been yeah. in politics for 47, 47 years. years, 47 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I notoriously, and, and, uh, you know, uh, I love the state of Delaware. Delaware, you know, huh. you know, originally was sort of the southeast extension of Pennsylvania. It's a very Pennsylvania, right? southeast Pennsylvania like state. There was like it's sort of like a um, like a Shelbyville type situation where people didn't like the uh, the usurious uh, credit card laws of yeah, I think so. That yeah. they marched out. Okay, yeah, something like that. Um, but you know, culturally, extraordinarily similar to southeast mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, almost identical. Uh, Joe Biden had been the senator there for a long, long time, you know, early 70s, you know, uh, never, never took it for granted. He's one of those guys, uh, never, ever, you know, he was a lock. He was a lock to get reelected. I don't even know if anybody ran against him. Never, ever counted it, you know, doing the same. They've, they've already launched their transition website, a superstitious 70 some year old man. You know, right? Because they've you, already I mean, launched like, every every time we learn something, and this is not conspiratorial, but every time no. we learn something based on polling, it is reasonable. So, sorry, every time we learn something based on public polling, I think it is also reasonable to in- assume that that public information will also sit alongside what people call internals, like internal yeah. polls, where they might have the ability to do stuff with data that we don't have and to have access to things that we don't have. Now, on the one hand, you can use that to convince the president that, you know, that he, that he is the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the emperor of Japan, probably based on certain kinds of polling data. But if you have insight that shows a trend line in your internal polls, don't you imagine that must, that must be some, a big part of the last couple of days for them. It is a very big part of it. Um, So that Pennsylvania does it. If Pennsylvania is the only of the states that haven't been called, quote unquote called, Pennsylvania alone puts Biden over the top and Pennsylvania is a lock. And nobody is saying If he gets that 20, as we've known all along for the slog anyway, once he gets that 20, the the game is over. There are not enough points to be put on the board for the president. Right. Right. But in addition to that, Nevada. Now I just learned how to pronounce that this week. I thought it was Nevada. You should be watching Veep. Thought, yeah, you would yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So it's Nevada. Nevada. Uh, Nevada is closer than polls had suggested, but polls polls are just like betting lines in sports. You know what I mean? They tell you mm-hmm. that the Patriots are favored by seven points and the Patriots wind up uh, only winning by one. Maybe they lose the game. That well, doesn't ga- mean gamblers. You wouldn't know this because you're not a gambler. But people who no. gamble have never been been guilty of you know uh, wishful or magical thinking. No, because there's such <laughs> there's such raw data machines in terms exactly. of exactly yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway. So like predicted.org is fun, but I would not look to that, especially knowing what I know from election profit makers, that the MAGA chuds have gone in there and basically bought, they had bought in the previous couple of weeks, a ton of Trump stuff to try and move the needle on Can the I way tell Trump you was showing up on predicted. Can I tell you what's wrong with Predict It? And I, I'm, please, yeah, I've, I can both tell you what's wrong and do a little bragging. I've actually, I've actually won several thousand dollars on Predictit.org wow. this week. Uh, well, because I'm a gambler, not that I would gamble, but if oh. I were, mm-hmm. and I would but have you're not bet a degenerate several, gambler, you're a gentleman gambler. All right, the only bet I lost this week was I did bet on the state of Florida. Uh, and I lost, I lost quite a few hundred dollars. Did you have trouble that. getting? So I'm saying all this phonetically because everything I know about Predicted comes from the wonderful Election Profit Makers podcast, which is a podcast started in 2016 where three people who are wonderful uh, go in and try to make money <laughs> betting on the election. But I've heard from them that, you know, like a market gets, what do they call it? The contract gets saturated or like they won't take any more bets on this yeah. certain thing. So you have to kind of come in the side door by saying, okay, yeah. will the winner of the North Carolina Democratic primary win? Or yeah. what will the big one is like... <laughs> Uh, who's going to, what's the margin for electoral votes? I mean, how many markets are you in? Well, yeah, and you can, you can get, they, they cap, they cap you. I don't know why. I don't know how much of this mm-hmm. is law. I don't know how much of this is not, but they cap your individual at $850 on a market. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is you could bet, you can bet 850 on Biden, but then you could also bet 850 on which party's nominee will win the presidency. Democrat or Republican. And they yeah. count that as a separate market just in case, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe Joe decides. <laughs> that's he's that's gonna the bow thing out. is if you're like a logician, like there's a big right. difference between, you know, can yeah. this happen? Will this happen? Like but, how do you, how do you really close those? And then they, but, the way that they do each of these markets is you also then have a very specifically worded thing with a date on it, correct? Right. But there, yes. But but basically, where those the predicted in particular is very different from a typical sports book is a sports book. You can go in on the Super Bowl, and if you want to bet a million dollars, now you, you know you're obviously not coming up there with cash. They're gonna want to they're gonna want to meet and greet with the manager. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know you're gonna you might have to sign a couple of papers, but they'll take your bet if you would like to bet a million dollars on the Super Bowl. Um. Oh, that right. You can them, find somebody that to take keeps a bet. Them you can find a prop Joe who will right. take your bet on almost anything. Right. So the predicted thing gets skewed and and went way back and forth. And like Tuesday night went way into Trump's favor. And somebody who was truly like, uh, you know, like our, like our friend from South by, uh, who really, you know, <laughs> it really is just cold hearted, doesn't even care who wins. Really, honest yeah. to God, doesn't care if it's Trump or Biden, but just well, it's all accounted looking, for in the model. Like who wins? Looking who at the numbers, win. it's all in the model. Yeah, you could make a fortune. You could have made a fortune that night because of how the the betting lines went Trump, but you actually couldn't in the U.S. markets because you could only bet up to eight hundred and fifty dollars. You'd have to like pick individual things. Like you can put another eight hundred and fifty on Wisconsin, and but another it's also that you. I love the I love the the simplicity of the way it's set up, which is there's a contract and. And there's a dollar. So basically what you do is you buy or sell at a certain point. So it's not as simple as saying, I made this bet at this time, right? Part of what makes right. it so interesting where you can go in and scoop up bargains or like, you know, choose poorly. Isn't that part of the fun of it is you say, well, Biden to win is selling at 61 right now. Maybe I can arbitrage that because I'm pretty sure he's going to win, right? Isn't that part of the fun is that yeah, you're buying a little bit, at a, a little bit. 
it, yeah, it's the equivalent of odds in some ways. Yeah, but it's it's not it doesn't it would be a lot more fun to me if it was just simple odds because then it, you don't have to look for the arbitrage. Um but basically, anyway, you were asking why do I feel good? Pennsylvania is in the tank for Biden. That puts him Ugh. over 270. Arizona, Arizona's a weird story because uh it Biden's going to win. But what's weird about it's Arizona the opposite of Pennsylvania in a lot of ways, though, because of the way that yes. they're counting and the fact that like what started as a Biden lead has there's been attrition with that in the same way that right. Trump's lead has had attrition in Pennsylvania. It sounds like what happened in our and again, this will all get clarified in about two weeks and we'll just know. But it sounds like Arizona and Nevada, which, again, I can't get used to saying it that way, but both of them seemingly were surprised by their number of mail in ballots, which is odd. <laughs> Because really, you would think anywhere where you could send a mail-in ballot this year, people would. But they were surprised like by the quantity. Room saying, "What's the rush?" Right? They were overwhelmed. <laughs> you couldn't have anticipated and so, this, right? And so they've taken longer to count. Whereas Pennsylvania has been saying since before the election, there is no chance, no chance that they will be able to count anywhere close to all the votes on election day. Mm -hmm. No chance, no chance, no chance. Not only not on election night, but probably not till Friday. And today over, is over Friday. and over. Pennsylvania is an extreme right. example, but everybody but everywhere they, has been saying, it's like I said, like, let the chicken cook. As hungry as you are and as much as you think the chicken should be done, trust me, <laughs> you do not want to eat this before it's done cooking. And then everybody's like, Whoa. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm, it's not done I'm yet, hungry. Dude. I'm, I'm hungry. so hungry. Just nine more I'm bites. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I need some kind of decisiveness. <laughs> this was a. This was a slice of dark meat, right? Yes? No? No? <laughs> Should this be purple? <laughs> I thought we talked about this, that you weren't going to eat the chicken. <laughs> uh, I am very proud of this state. This state's handling of this election, the city's handling of it, the entire state's handling of it has been Your extremely... I love that mayor. It's been extremely professional. And they were ready for it. They had a facility. They had people... They had webcams, nice, high-quality, high-def cameras set up to anticipate that people might want to see that how this is going. It's, it's all been great. And they were spot on. They said, probably not until Friday. Then there was some talk that maybe they would finish Thursday night. There was a lawsuit filed by a fellow named uh, Trump yesterday mm -hmm. that that got stop, them stop to the stop, county, for a, stop the count. Stop, stop the count. Well, and they had a pause for a little bit to wait for something. Uh, but they're on pace Alle to finish Allegheny today. had just dipped early on their own, right? That was not, that was, had they, had Allegheny, Pittsburgh had to stop because of that or because they, they paused a little bit yesterday, correct? Yeah, I forget what the reason for that mm -hmm. was. But basically, Pennsylvania's in the bag. It's not even going to be that close. It, it, it really isn't. I'm telling you, it's going to be over, well over 100,000 votes and about one or 2% in the margin. Arizona is interesting because Arizona, mm -hmm. they seemed like they were overwhelmed. Their votes that they are counting aren't over, you know, there's no particular Biden or Trump slant to them. They're more in that 50-50 range. So that's why people want to see them all counted. You can't just say, like with the Pennsylvania votes, you could say, look, we know how many there are left. There's 140,000 of them. We know Biden has been winning 80% of the mail-in votes. So these, let's these just kinds say, of votes in this district are trending right, strongly this way. Right, in this district. So let's just say for the sake of argument, let's say instead of the 80% he has been getting, 
which we yeah. reasonably could say. Let's we'll just say like, he only even gets if it's a gentleman sixty-five. He's still gonna sixty-five, right? Which would be a huge swing statistically. He would yeah. still win. That's where we are in Pennsylvania, okay. and that's why it seems so solid. And that eighty percent projection has been super consistent from Tuesday night through now. Arizona's more 50-50. N- yeah. Nobody, they seem like they were surprised, weren't ready for the count. But the weird thing about Arizona is that Fox News, which, you know, I don't know if you've heard of them. They have, hmm. they're known for having a bit of a political slant, hmm. which you wouldn't think is against the president. My sense is, what the, they would, is that they would report and then I would decide. Is Am I getting right. something wrong? Okay. And the huh. Associated Press, which is really the sort the of. the gold standard of calling a presidential race. Right. They called Arizona Tuesday night and nobody, here we are Friday morning. Nobody else has called it. They're still counting votes, but it really does look like they were right. It is closer. They probably shouldn't have called it. They're yeah. probably, they probably, but every step of the way when they might want to say, Ooh, we're going to have to take that back. And if, I don't know if you remember, do you remember the year 2000? Year two thousand. Oh, I I feel like I feel like I do. That's when yeah. we were relieved that our clocks still worked. And well, two thousand, two thousands election actually had calls that went back and forth. There were calls of Florida for Gore, and then I think it was NBC News, and they took it back. And then there was a Fox Gore News had, call. Gore had of, claimed, if memory serves, the the, the indications yeah. were going to be that he was going to win. He had. Hadn't it been that? No, was it was it that he had conceded to uh, Bush and then withdrew? He had to was take the. So what happened was NBC News said Gore won Florida. Then they mm-hmm. said, "Nope, we take it back. No good." Then Fox said, "Okay, we're calling it for Bush. Bush wins Florida." And then a couple of other networks uh, all said, "Well, if Fox is calling it, we should call it." And literally called it because Fox called it. And then Gore said, "Well, if they're calling it, I want to do the right thing." And he picked up the phone and called him and said, "You know, it looks like you won. I, I concede the election. Congratulations." And then, uh, you know, like that, twenty minutes later. <laughs> They were like, everybody realized that it was all because uh, one guy at Fox decided to call it and there was no real reason for it. And it was probably way too close to call. Not that it was wrong, yeah. but that it, and in fact, we now know it really was. It was but like, you take, you take a divisive time, which all the times feel ever since then, but yeah. take a divisive time and then you make that so much worse by having an eroding sense right. of but, the kind of institutional truth. Right. But there were callbacks. There were, Outlets that called it took it back. Right. That the Arizona thing with the AP and Fox, neither of them has taken it back. They've they've sort they probably shouldn't have called it, but in yeah. the intervening days, as the count's gone on, it still looks good. Biden's going to win yes. it. Nevada looks the same. Nevada, the similarity to Pennsylvania isn't in their preparation because one of the nice things about Pennsylvania is Pennsylvania has been reporting ten thousand votes. Mm-hmm. Another 90 minutes go by. Here's another 10,000 votes. Right, another right. 90 minutes go by. Here's 10,000 votes. Nevada is is frustrating and head-scratching to people because they kind of went radio silent <laughs> for a day there where yeah. they were like – uh, Some memes my kid is really enjoying. The, yeah. like, you know, Nevada going out to, you know, take a powder. But, but compounding this difficulty, my, according my to the scuttlebutt, is – well, you say you say this. No, say, like compounding this, in, at least in the scuttlebutt, the media scuttlebutt is like Fox supposedly has been like a little bit. We probably shouldn't have done that. But on top of it all, like there was a, the, if you were going to call along the lines they were calling, Nevada really should have been called too. In both cases, yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Yes. You know, right. but what are you going to do? Are you going to be the network? Like, 
Right. I, I don't know how much you're reading, like the behind the scenes stuff with like Ashley Parker and Andy Carney yeah. and everybody. But like, apparently, I don't know if you know this, but the White House is a little bit, little bit frustrated <laughs> with Fox News right now. Yeah, a little and bit. And if Fox was the one that ended up essentially calling the entire, if you call, if you call Arizona, which is ending up closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be a few days ago. And on top of that, you call Nevada, which would, I believe, put the vice president over the top. Oh, boy, are you going to be in Dutch with the wet boy? Yeah. Right? <laughs> here's here's the weird dichotomy of this, and we, we, we should start leaning towards wrapping this up. Yeah. But a 1% or 2% is not a lot of percents, right? Uh-huh. So it's not. Uh, 100,000 votes is a lot of votes. It is, right? So uh, mm-hmm. This is what your friend Bay Thompson of, calls the law of large numbers. Stuff gets yeah. weird when you're talking about yeah. like bigger than 10. So let's take the state of Wisconsin, which was weird. So the, the, the three states that really screwed Hillary Clinton four years ago were Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Michigan, Pennsylvania. They were all considered the quote-unquote blue wall. Blue wall. Mm-hmm. Pen, they've been blue in presidential elections for as long as anybody could remember, which is only like 20 years. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like you go back to Reagan and it's you know a totally different map. And everybody pretends like that's ancient history when it's really just I mean, not If that you long don't ago. account for all the different uh, demographic changes over the right. years. But know? basically this year, everybody thought, look, if Biden can turn Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania back to Democrat, then he wins. That's it. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about any of the other states, those three states. And the polls said they look all look good for Biden, but in this order, Wisconsin, big, big, big for Biden. There was a poll from ABC, you know, ABC and Washington Post, you know, not like rags, mm-hmm. who said you know, 17 point lead, you know, which everybody thought was an outlier. In, in, but the, that, midst, in the midst of a huge flare up in the pandemic right. in Wisconsin. Yeah. Right. And, and everybody thought, well, that makes sense, right? A terrible flare up. Everybody's like, oh my God, this is terrible. We need to change. Wisconsin was big for Biden. Michigan in the middle. Pennsylvania, ooh, a little too close for comfort. And it looks like in reality, they're in reverse, where Pennsylvania is going to be finished with the biggest margin for Biden, Michigan in the middle, and Wisconsin was razor thin, 0.3%, which is crazy. And it, you hate to think the fate of the republic, maybe the fate of democracy, maybe the fate of Western civilization all hinges on something like that. But also 0.3% in a big state like Michigan or Wisconsin is 20,000 votes. And 20,000 votes is actually a lot of votes. Like just think of like somebody was on TV on MSNBC was talking about like just physically how big 20,000, like if you just put them into boxes. How many? Well, I mean, votes, think about it, think about it this votes. way. I, I remember when I very first discovered SiteMeter, when I had a blog nobody had ever heard of, and I installed SiteMeter on my site. And the thing that I've always said, I've said this in talks for years, is that, you know, if you, when you get your first visit to your website, your website just went up 100%. In, in visibility. Right. I mean, my math is not great, but I think that's accurate. It's, it's just that, you know, different, it depends on how much we're talking about here. Now, for somebody like, uh, like, uh, in something like a presidential race, it doesn't, that may not seem like much. You take all these places for granted based on your model and your, and your polling, you know what I'm saying? And then suddenly when that funnel gets smaller and smaller, like, you know, but the proportions are still important. And that's really confusing to people. So how the president is saying, how could it be that I had a 600,000 vote lead and now that has over two days gone down to this amount that must be crooked? It's like, no, it's not. That's just the funnel is narrowing in a way that has the percentage of that outstanding vote uh, count that you're getting 
is changing. And so, yeah, suddenly 1,200 means a lot. If your lead is 1,200, that is not great, Bob. If there's another, you know, several thousand to come in, isn't that what we're talking about? Right. No, that's it, you know. So it's good. You know, yeah. he's got it. And Nevada probably mm. should have been called with Arizona, but you're right that all of a sudden they're like, well, we kind of called this one early. And if we call both of them, then it's sort of like we're calling the elections over and people still want to see these things counted. And honestly, I think it's great for the, I think it's great for the country that instead of calling stuff, leaning towards calling it too early, they're all leaning towards calling it too late. And it's totally one agree. of those things. It's, it's, you know, go back to high school math. It's calculus where you're, you know, you're approaching from one side or the other. And as time goes on, we get closer and closer and eventually, you know, you, you're approaching, you never quite get there to the true exact. Yeah, that's what, that's what they call it, Zeno, Zeno's election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, never really you know, it's, wall. it is way more responsible and better for the spirit of democracy, in my opinion, to err on the side of let's just let them count and then we'll call it. But it's going to happen. The big surprise. And then, again, Pennsylvania puts Biden over the top. It's over. Arizona and Nevada are almost certainly both Biden, and that puts them even further over the top and therefore out of the reach of any one legal dispute in any one state. And then and, the yeah, gravy— exactly. and, and providing the, enough providing en- enough, if you like, cushion to say like, hey, you know, uh, Dan Sinker has been having fun with this on Twitter, which is like, oh, yeah, so so here we, we decided to throw the election, but we're going to throw the election in a way that we don't get a majority in the Senate and we lose seats in the House. It's a really sophisticated strategy. It basically involves every <laughs> single person in America. And we we were so good at it that, like, in some ways we're worse, <laughs> apart from the right. presidency, we're worse off than we were a week ago. Right. And that, that the that's local— a, That's a deep uh, strategy. The local district and state-level officials, like Senators— and Congress people who have the most to lose by actually losing the election, like Democrats running for Congress who lost, even though they were slightly favored to win, but Biden won in the district, that they would have, you know, worked against their own interests to favor it for Biden, but not for them while they were at it cooking the books. Think, about, think about the conventional wisdom people have about, like, I forget what the exact mixture is, but people will say, like, we need uh, this party to be you know, federal executive and we need this party. So like you might say like, oh yeah, I really want a democratic president, but a Republican governor. There's, there's certainly that there's the part that's been driving me crazy all along, which is, do we just want to keep assuming that every vote cast by a registered Republican is for the president and the corollary being every, well, this country's a lot more complicated than that. You got a serious coastline of Scotland problem in this country, which is the more closely you measure everything, the longer that coastline gets, the more you learn about every single different person. <laughs> there's, there's no way to just go, Oh, where are my Latinos at? Like that's really, that's not a very sound strategy. So, I mean, I can see why people would say that because our people like our parents voted party line. Whatever that party right. was, they would vote all the way up and down. Right. And, and I believe actually in some areas, perhaps even in the states, you can choose to vote party line. You could like hit one yeah. giant novelty sized button and say, give me all the red hats. But, we had you that. Know, we had yeah, that in Pennsylvania. You? Yeah, for my lifetime. And in fact, that we gave it up because it was considered to favor Democrats. I don't know if it did or not, but it was considered to, I guess, because they think that in the big cities, the the people just hit the big D button for Democrat. So what happened in Pennsylvania was we wanted mail-in balloting 
to be statewide. And the, the concession was, okay, we'll allow mail. You know, you can just vote by mail, but oh, we'll get I rid see. of, okay. it will get rid of straight ticket voting. Right. And the Democrats uh, jumped on it and said, sure, because I think the Democrats rightly so thought that that D button wasn't actually the magic boogeyman for electing Democrats that Republicans thought they were. And again, I really hate, I think we did a good job four years ago. I think we're doing a good job today of not Hmm. being, you know, we're not wearing our blue sweaters here on this show, but Hmm. it really is true. It's undeniably true that at a fundamental level, Democrats really do are an aptly named party, at least at the moment, where they really do just want more people to be able to vote and just count them. Just get more- I mean, Joe the Kennedy, part. maybe. I mean, you know, he paid well, a lot no, of Well, you're going into history. I'm talking. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right oh, now, this is, where, is this the coast. phrase, John? Is this the point, John, where we say, use that phrase, in modern times? Like, that's meaningful? In modern times. In yeah. modern times. He's, he's the most disruptive president in modern times. Well, right. who else? Give me another one. I mean, like, you know, are you going to Grover Cleveland your way out of this? Really? You're going you're gonna to Coolidge this? You're going to Hoover me? Give me a break. All right, let me you're take about one something, more something break. else you like? <laughs> I want to talk about something else I like. <laughs> I love this company. Oh, man. Adams. A-T-O-M-S. Hey, why have your shoelaces become untied? Why are your shoes only made? John, they make my mask. They make my mask. I wear their mask. Why are they only made in half sizes? Why do your shoes stink? Hmm. Why do your feet ache? Why are your shoes so uncomfortable? Adams fixed all the annoying things about your shoes with their Model Zero sneaker. I believe when I first got started wearing the Model Zero sneaker, it didn't have a name. I believe hmm. it was sort of like Apple Watch, man. Now we call Apple Watch uh, Series Zero. It was just hmm. called Apple Watch. I was wearing Adams when it was just Adams. Now it's called the Model Zero. It moves with you throughout the day. Has elastic shoelaces that don't become untied. Uh, features an odor-fighting copper thread lining. You'll feel like you're walking on clouds when you wear them. Uh, they are perfect for long walks. They come in quarter sizes. Quarter sizes. I'm a, I'm a nine, you know, I'm I, a nine point, uh, I have their 9.75 shoes. Uh, my left foot's bigger than my right. I forget the exact size. Of, but I have it written down. I have it saved. Mm. But I think I'm like an That's 11. Very, it's and, very uh, partisan. Very partisan of your feet. I think I'm like an 11, 11 and a half on my left. All and right. Weird and flex. A quarter. Yeah. Their, right. their masks are great too. I love them. The Adams, oh. Adams mask. That's, I will not wear other masks. Other masks, you know, they call it a muzzle. In, in, in the in the red states, I their their mask. It's everybody's got their own opinions about this, but boy, I, every single day I have extra ones. I've deployed them like I would a, with pairs of scissors that will disappear. I put the masks all around in all of the places, and there's always yeah. one one in my backpack, one in my pocket all the time. Here's my favorite thing about the masks: is we went as a country, we went from. Can you believe we all have to wear masks? Can you believe we all have to wear masks? I thought it was weird. Everybody thought it was weird. Sure. It's weird. Don't don't worry about that. Like too many people have, are still who don't want to wear masks are still hung yeah, like, up like, on like, it. Who it am I? Howard weird. Hughes. I'm going to wear. What do you? What, we're what with are you, you baby. About? It's the yeah. weirdest thing in the world. But yes. my my favorite thing is who would have thought we'd all have abundance. Drawers full of masks and preferences, Sorted. and strong preferences. The way that, like, if you're like right. a dinky guy and you like all your different watches and your fancy little palette, like, oh, oh, oh this is going to be my day to evening mask. Here's the thing I love about the Adams mask. I well, number one, it's made out of the same odor fighting material as the uh, the insert of their shoe, and it does it keeps it keeps my bad breath from stinking up the mask. I I'm a big fan. I'm a big promoter. I've told people this. Just keep keep your mask buy your Altoids and just pop a couple of mints in there before you put yes. your mask on. But what's nice is with the sort of odor fighting technology of the Adams mask, mine, mine 
keeps a minty it keeps a minty smell. Oh, that's lovely. I, I think the masks have really helped America understand that they are yeah. probably drinking too much coffee. Because th- then when you oh. leave the house, you realize you got the coffee breath. John Stewart, I saw John like, Stewart on Colbert. Is that me? Is that a me? A couple months ago. I think that's me. John, mm, mm. John Stewart said, I would like to apologize to everybody I've ever encountered in my life <laughs> for my breath. <laughs> and I feel you know, yeah, I that feel, smell after you floss. That's you yeah. all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you ever, did you ever hear that's that? Gross. That was the trick. I've, I, for those who don't know, the trick is, uh, if you ever want to get in the habit of flossing, floss your teeth one time and then smell the floss. Oh, oh God. And then once you do this, you'll realize, oh, my God, I need to floss all the time. It'll make you want to yeah. floss. Well, that's what wearing a mask is to your breath. Anyway, but the other yeah. thing I love about the Adam style, for me personally, maybe for you it's different, but they're stitched down the middle. And it kind of gives it a fold over the nose and mouth that keeps it, you know, as opposed to a one-piece that mm-hmm. uh, to me is always touching oh, my I see. lips. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes you a little bit aerodynamic, like like some kind of yeah. like a uh, like a shark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you know, it's like putting your hands in front of your face. You know, like uh, easy. They're also easy to put on. Like God, where are we in life that we're talking about how and much you like a given mask? Well, and they also have sizes. I, I it, you know, it turns out I've got a big fat head. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to Ted Kennedy style. You know what I mean? Like we're by the end of Ted Kennedy's life. You know, oh, you like, like somebody once said, like like Conan O'Brien once said, he said, "I don't have a head; I have a case for a head." Like, yeah, that kind well, of I feel like you're thinking you think about becoming very large headed in, in your later life. Yeah, you get the Jim oh, blossoms I, and everything. There's no question about it. I happen to know, yeah. you know, and I'm a baseball fan, and I happen to know that for most of my adult life, I was a seven and a quarter uh, fitted cap size, seven really? and a quarter. Yeah, and uh, and then I I it felt like it was getting a little snug, and I bought a seven and three eighths, and it yeah. too was too snug, and I'm up to a seven and a half. So I've I've gone up. My my head is absolutely growing in size. I I wear well, it's like, a it's large. Like he, it's like uh, Adam said to Eve, "Stand back." I, I don't know how big this thing gets. Yeah. So, quite a quite a few yeah. quite a few of my masks are way too tight. They pull my ears forward. I look That's I look no comical. Good. They look a no, jug. No good. Adams where can masks people go? Where can people go to learn more about Adams, uh, John? Adams.com, A-T-O-M-S dot com slash DF. Adams.com slash DF and buy your first pair of their sneakers today. And when you buy the sneakers, you'll get a free mask, which was rated best material by the Wall Street Journal. Now, who are you going to believe, the Wall Street Journal or me and Merlin? I'm telling you right now. Is that Joanna Wall Stern? Street- she, she works for that outfit, yeah. right? I don't think that's who said it, but if it was, then I would take her word for it because she's she's cool. But anyway, uh, with each order, if you use the discount code DF while checking out, that's what scores you the free mask. The free mask isn't something they just give to any uh, Tom, Dick, or Harry. I I bought it with my own money like a sucker. What the hell's wrong with me? Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, my thanks to Adams. Great shoes. I wear them all the time. Great masks. Adams.com slash DF. All right, let's bring this home. Improbably comfortable. Let's bring this yeah, home. Yeah, wrap it, wrap it up. Wrap, dr- drive this into the garage, John. What, what, what now? I think we got to go big picture. And, okay. and, and what I want to say to people, and, and if we lifted your spirits, and we've heard, I, I've, you've, you've seen it. We didn't want to spoil it. We don't want to talk about it. But pe- people have said that they've listened back to the show four years ago. That's the nicest now, thing a person could say. That's so it's nice. very nice. Uh-huh. It's very nice. And, and you and I have had that success before. We, we did a thing at South by Southwest. Oh, uh-huh. boy. About, about Remember that time four- we saw that, that one guy in the bar, and he was uh, tilting <laughs> at approximately six degrees and moaning? No, no he was on the street. Is that where it was? I feel yeah. like 
<laughs> he was on the He's, street. He was having some verticality issues, yeah. and I don't know if that was accounted for in the model. I don't pass judgment. I don't pass what, judgment. No, me neither. Hakuna Matata. What's next, John? Let's get yeah. out of this thing. Yeah. People but have here's been very nice. Thank you to everybody who said that. That means yeah. the world to me. And, and you know, I think the people who needed it and felt like they felt better because of it, they don't need it this year. We, you know, we got this. But the, what I'm hearing, so there was a first-level sense of dread four years ago. And this is, this is what really had me down. And it wasn't, it wasn't in the way that I would have felt down if, if Barack Obama had lost to John McCain or, or to, to Mitt Romney four years later. Um, it wasn't the way that I felt down when John Kerry did lose to George W. Bush in 2004, even after what I thought was four years of, of some pretty crummy policy and, 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 you know, I, I, there was a war that, the, you know, didn't, wasn't so well considered, et cetera, and so forth. Yeah. I, I felt worse four years ago, hopefully worse than I'll ever feel after any election. Not because my preferred candidate didn't win, but because I could see how this was going to go bad. I could see that this was going to involve clowns being appointed to important positions that you cannot have a clown, right? That, that, yeah. that it's like the Michael the Michael Lewis book. All these things that we thought of as really, um, really, really boring infrastructure, right. donkey drills actually have huge impacts. Like you don't want somebody at Energy where the nuclear things live. You don't want yeah. somebody who doesn't know what they're doing or got in because they bought room service at a Trump hotel. The guy who originally had that job, Rick Perry, the former governor of Texas, didn't know what the Department of Energy did. He tried. He hadn't he tried? Was he the one he tried to abolish it in some way? Was that him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tried and he was to like, was he Dancing it. with the Stars. Memory serves. That TV yeah. Then show? yeah. After after he he got he got promoted yeah. for being. <laughs> Secretary you know, good frames, of can, can, good frames can make you look smart, but it can't make you be smart. That's he a, was that's just the, the, the more you know from Rick Perry. He was the good. Trump nominee for Department of Energy. Then he left and, and you know, the real, cl- <laughs> you can see how this would happen. And, and you didn't know what it would be, but very few presidents go through four years without a significant crisis. And the whole point of these crises is that you don't know what they are. You don't know when it's going to be a meteoric, you know, coming in and you got to send Bruce Willis and, and the gang up there to blow it up. Oh, and you don't know when it's going to be a pandemic, you know, I don't want this thing. You know, you, uh, there's no, there's no, if you don't have the interest, if you don't have the, if you're, somebody once said of the, of George W. Bush, he's probably the most incurious president we've ever had. And boy, now today, it's not even just the, in, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but the, it's just, God damn it. We knew, but it was also the cognitive dissonance of how could this happen? What did I miss about my country that I could get this so wrong and I could be spending the next four years with my dick in my hand trying to figure out if I'm losing my goddamn mind? It was it was very very difficult. Now, when somebody like like a John Kerry loses, that sucks because they said some terrible things about him. But that's more like your local minor league team not winning. With this one, it was more like, no, like this is this is not the sport you thought it was, and you've been a fan of the wrong thing, and now you're going to be so confused and sad and incapable of disappearing into joy for the next four years if you're lucky. Remember that dumb thing I said at the end? We both said, I think we'll be fine. Remember that when we said that? Yeah. That's, that's a regret. That's a regret of mine. I didn't believe you. Yeah. Well. But, but <laughs> I, here's what I want to say. Here's my, my parting message to everybody listening is God bless you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're listening. I thank you for your good words before, but I hear it already where people are saying, well, how could this be so close? And they're down again. 
They're already down. How could this be so close? How could we not take the Senate too? How could we lose a couple of seats in the House? Blah, blah, blah. I agree. It, it, there's this part of me that wants to, wants to, you know, ask certain people who voted <laughs> certain way, what the hell are you thinking? What were you thinking four years ago? How, how after all of this, you know, there, there was a, there was an idea four years ago that this Trump fellow, he says crazy things, but he's not going to do crazy things, right? That, how many times do you hear that? Right. Yeah, they say, what do they it's say? Seriously, act. but not seriously, but not literally. Right. He, he did crazier things than he said. That Hell, the stuff that he said was less crazy than the stuff that he did. He didn't say he was going to uh, separate uh, three-year-old kids from their parents at the border and put them into uh, cages. I mean, this is crazy stuff. I mean, it's really sad, and, and you know, I'm not making light of it. I'm saying that it's no, it, no, it really— you, You've really got to go back, and like with all the ways we try to survive emotionally right. and mentally, you got to go back and re-experience all of those things and the, find people on both sides. And Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne is dead because of COVID. Or like or George Floyd or whatever it is, you have to go back and walk back through each one of those like hysterically painful things that just made America into a, a mouth with many missing teeth. It's just been brutal. What I want to say to all of okay. you who are depressed about the margin of victory is that a win is a win. And there is, there is, <laughs> there are, the stakes are entirely different between sports ball and politics because politics is as real as it gets. That's where where kids will actually wind up in cages and and pandemics wind up spreading across the country coast to coast uh, and killing people and making people sick and real 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 things and with sports ball there's a team in blue jerseys and there's a team in green jerseys and one of them's sad and one of them's happy and that's really the ultimately all there is but the similarity with elections is the elections are a sport and. You might be 100% convinced that your team is the better team than the other team, 100%, and that you should probably win this football game by 35 points, going away. But it's the Super Bowl. It's the big thing. The bookies even say it. The bookies have you up by two touchdowns. You're going you're hmm. to run away with this game. And you end but, up— But on any given Sunday— and you end up, you're down. It's the second half. You're actually behind. Some of your fans are 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 pouring pouring whiskey right down into their eye sockets because they can't take it. They think it's all over. They saw this happen before. But your team sticks to the plan. They march down the field. The end of the game, they kick a field goal. They win by three, and they win. That team celebrates when when that's over. That field goal goes through. The clock goes to zero, and they're in there, and they get they hand them the trophy. There's no difference in the celebration than amount of champagne they're dunking on their heads and stuff like that. You won. Win is a win, right? Yeah. That's the thing. This in a certain sick sense, as close as it was, you'd like it to work better, but it works. You win. And then you get started and, and you move on. You go to the next one. Don't give up, but you keep going. It's it's all good. You know, it's not the best, but it's good. There's no reason to be down. Nobody should be down about this. This is a triumph of of logic and and empathy over over the opposite, whatever the opposite of the Trump, I guess. <laughs> That's good. Whenever you, whenever uh, something to think about, I think that I think there's nothing more tragic than a failed romantic. I think when you feel like your heart's been broken over and over, it's difficult not to become the sort of person that goes online and says, lol, nothing matters. 
uh, and I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But like, um, uh, the problem, one problem with law, nothing matters, and like whatever, everybody's all the same. Well, not only is that the kind of thing Putin says, but there might be somebody in your life for whom that does matter. I don't want to bust a gut, but like, even more than four years ago, I'm very attuned to what these sorts of things mean for one particular person that I care a lot about, and like. I don't want to model law that matters for people for whom it does matter. That's been a huge change for me. And I'm not saying I, I mean, I, I do what, what I can. I could probably do more, but like it's, it, it does matter. And there's going to be the, the good days and the bad days, but like, um, don't cut yourself off completely. Not only just from the normal emotions we used to be able to enjoy for more than two seconds, but like be careful about letting the world redefine your horizons as being incredibly limited and hopeless. I'm not, I'm not trying to be Pollyanna. Everybody needs to do this in a different way. But like if we, if we do just in some back part of our non lizard brain, imagine that things could be better than they are right this minute. That's still a little bit of hope. You know, it's like Ted Lasso says, it's the last way you got to believe. And I'm not, I'm not saying like put on blinders, but like, remember that there's somebody in your life that you care about where it does matter. And like to, to go fully, fully bleak hypernormalization is, is not going to, not only is it not going to help anybody, contrary to your gut, it's not going to make you feel better and it's not going to protect you. You, you've, you've got, you've got to put up, you got to tape up that little believe sign. I, God damn it. I love that show. I would like to think, I would like to think with as, as thin as some of these margins are, maybe Ted Lasso had a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a say in this election, you know, maybe a thousand votes here, a thousand votes well, there. Well, and like, I'm not about to, well, I'll, let me put it this way. Episode, I want to say nine, which I didn't love as much as eight the first time I watched it, <laughs> but I came back to it and I was like, you know what? There's a healing power to forgiveness that really comes across the second time you watch that episode. Everybody's just forgiving each other left and right. And I'm not yep. saying like we're all ready to go like extend a hand and like have some kind of pipes of peace moment with two different Paul McCartney's. I'm not saying that at all, but what I am saying, there's probably somebody in your life that could, that could benefit from having a little bit of forgiveness. And maybe one of those people is you, you know, that that a good is, show. Yeah. Such a good show that your, your statement there was so sweet. I, I was going to end with this joke and I feel like a jerk for it, but I'm going to do oh, it. Let's anyway. each commit to a joke. Do it. This is my, one of my favorite jokes. And this is who I want you. I want you not to be this. This is, this is a joke as a Jewish grandmother and she's walking with her <laughs> young son down the, the beach. And it's a, it's a fall day. There's nobody at the beach. There's no lifeguards. It's, you know, not the type of day you go swimming. It's chilly. You just put your feet in the water. Well, all of a sudden, the biggest wave you've ever seen comes, <laughs> takes a grandson, just right out, wipes him out, washes him right out to sea. And there she is, all alone on the beach. And her grandson's just been washed out to sea. She can't even see him. And she cries out to God. She says, oh, God. I pray to you, bring my grandson back. I'll do anything. I'll do anything for the rest of my life. I love him. He's the light of my life. He's my only grandson. One more out of the blue, another big wave like you've never seen just comes right out, washes the grandson right back up. He's soaking wet, but he's fine. Nothing's wrong with him. Right at her feet, wave recedes. She looks up and she says, He had a hat. <laughs> he was wearing a hat. My joke right. is uh, we're celebrating by picking up some uh, food tonight. <laughs> Guess what we're getting? H O P R. 
You guys, you guys might have your fancy cheese sticks. English pudding. What do they call oh, it? Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire you the, pudding. You get the spinach. Oh. You get the uh, you, you get the potato. You, you bring it all home. How's how's does the does the cream corn travel well? It travel it travels well. Uh, uh, yeah, we usually do a couple spinach and some cream corn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have they have a secret menu. You should come back sometime in the aftertimes. Well, the cream corn's not on the menu, or it, it, it's, te- it's technically part of the secret menu, like getting it seared, like getting an end cut for your dessert cut. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of little secret menu things. Oh well, enjoy. Oh, That's going to be someday. Merlin, I, it's good to talk to you on better better time. I know we've you know talked in between, but it feels like bookends. Yep. Thank you. For, thank you for having me. You can uh, touch my finger anytime.